You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Maybe I'm crazy, but I'm starting to become a Christmas person. Hmm. Slowly but surely. I'm traditionally a Thanksgiving person. Welcome to Maybe I'm Crazy Podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. I'm in the Christmas spirit this year. So is the set. The set is too. The set looks beautiful. Thank you guys. You did an amazing job. I love it. It's very uh, frilly. And, it's mostly um, tea. Um, mostly tea. Yeah. yeah tea, did, tea did a great job. Um, but the, you know, you made the graphic and Heller set everything up. So thanks, guys. Um, I am in the Christmas spirit this year. I think it's kind of because I went to Pittsburgh for Thanksgiving and that weekend we went to like the little christmas setup so i got like right into christmas stuff kind of right away um and my mom is the decorating queen i don't know where she keeps all this stuff but she has table decorations for every holiday so um which i can't wait to become that person i'm slowly becoming my mother and so like for thanksgiving the like two days later she had all of like this stuff like she has these in the like she has these already purchased yeah. and then in a box somewhere and meanwhile i don't i don't even think i guess get new christmas decorations every <laughs> year so she nice. already flipped them from thanksgiving when i got there which was like leaves and stuff and pumpkins and flipped it to the christmas so uh probably that i'm going back to pittsburgh for christmas i'm very excited about that oh, nice. um so hope everyone has a great holiday um we have a lot to get to today we're going to do a wrap-up um but we're going to put a bow on 2019 mm. That was Heller's idea. That's uh, why I, I went. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, no pun intended. <laughs> um, but we have some categories, and we like doing lists. Who doesn't love lists? Uh, the Cowboys lost yesterday, and everyone's freaking out. We'll get to that in a second. Um, we'll get the Scrooges of the Week. Uh, what else we got? Oh, Culture with T. And I'm going to name the top five Christmas bangers. Indisputable. That's happening. Um, all right. Well, let's get started with the Cowboys. So, okay, here's the thing. Everyone's got to calm down about the Cowboys. I know that it was a tragic loss, right? On the road in Philly against the Eagles in division. Eagles have half of their roster injured, including all of their receivers. They're down to practice squad guys for several weeks now. Um, it's bad. However, it's really just a great big meltdown. And everyone is being very reactionary to this particular game. First of all, now, all of a sudden, Carson Wentz is, like, the greatest thing that's ever happened to Philadelphia sports. And don't get me wrong. I like Carson Wentz a lot. I think he's very talented. I just think he should win more than he has. And he also had some major injuries. So maybe we haven't seen enough of Carson Wentz for me to be – it's not that I'm, a, I'm not a believer in Carson Wentz because that sounds silly. He's obviously incredibly talented. He had his MVP run before he got injured and Nick Foles swooped in and won the Super Bowl. And now he has a statue. And – Carson Wentz doesn't. I'm not saying Nick Foles is better than Carson Wentz. I kind of am saying Dak Prescott's better than Carson Wentz. Mm. And I know on a day like today, that's a really fire take. Fwam, fwam, fwam. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but it's just how I feel. I, I don't like overreacting to one game. Yes, I understand that was an important game. 
yes, Dak did not play well. There were some really wide open plays there at the end, and he sailed a couple balls that should should not should have been right on the money, like wide open passes. And there were some drops, and everything fell apart. And Jason Garrett's going to get fired, but. I don't think anyone needs to be super high on the Eagles and Carson Wentz right now, and I don't think anyone needs to be super low on Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and the Cowboys. That said, Jason Garrett is going to probably be fired, and Dak will likely not get a large extension, and major sweeping changes are probably coming for the Cowboys, except for Jerry Jones. So I solved it. I figured it out. Everyone's trying to figure out what's up with the Cowboys. I'm going to explain it. Unless Jerry brings in a competent former head coach, I don't even I don't even think that a Lincoln Riley college coaches don't count. Yeah, no college coaches. A, a competent, winning former NFL head coach that doesn't have to learn how to be an NFL head coach, and that's that's no knock on college coaches coming out. They're going to be terrific. If Lincoln Riley goes anywhere, he's going to have success. I just don't think it will happen with the Cowboys. So let's just remove that from the category. The only way that Jerry Jones wins another Super Bowl in the next five years is if he brings in a competent former NFL head coach. I'm willing to be wrong on this. I'm, I'm fine because this is, this is how I feel at this point. And then he gives that head coach the ability to run the organization top to bottom without interference. I don't see it happening. Is he going to do that? Of course not. So what are we even talking about here? Last night showed everyone what the issue is. It's it, it's they have no identity. It's clearly coaching. Dak looked lost. It was a disaster. And of course, everyone wants to point to Jason Garrett. And look, he does deserve the blame. He is the head coach. He's been the head coach for almost ten years now. Like he he does deserve the blame. That's that's fine. But you can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. That's the definition of an insanity. Trust me. I eat cookies and then I can't figure out why I can't lose any weight. But I still eat cookie and then I'm like, wait a minute, it's. But I was on the elliptical for 20 minutes today, so I should be skinny now. And that's just, that's not how it works. But in my mind, it does. But the name of my podcast is Maybe I'm Crazy. So that's how that works for me. But if you're trying to run a professional sports organization, you can't keep doing the same thing and expecting something else to happen. That's not how it works. Organizations, and this is not just solely on the Cowboys, organizations in general cannot keep hiring coaches, then taking away all their power, and then expecting them to be successful. It's counterproductive to the structure of a head coach. D- does Andy Reid not have full power with the Kansas City Chiefs? Is Pete Carroll? Do you feel like anyone's going around Pete Carroll? We know what's happening with Belichick. Look at organizations that are winning. You don't think for a second that their head coach isn't the dude running that place. Like, yes, we, there, there's an owner of every single team. Okay, we we know that, except for the Packers. We know that there's an owner. There's a system. The, the, the head coach does have to answer to the owner. They have to have a relationship with the GM. But successful organizations, we're not talking about whether or not the coach has any power or not. Let's think of some other organizations that have this issue. Oh, the Browns. They're doing well. They're doing well. We'll get to them later. I'm being sarcastic, if you don't know. So there's a few people out there still that haven't figured out what First I'm sarcastic First time head coach about. there, too, huh? <sighs> Ownership trying to keep the power, huh? When was the last time that Jerry Jones was successful? Jimmy Johnson, and then the year after Jimmy Johnson was all Jimmy's players. So, listen, it's I, I want the Cowboys to be good in in my in my Scroogey heart. I do because when the Cowboys are good, business is good. So I want the Cowboys to be good. I like Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott should get paid. I think the Cowboys are fun. Whether you like the Cowboys or you absolutely hate the Cowboys, them being in the conversation is good for everyone. But nothing's going to change in Dallas 
unless Jerry Jones changes how he does things, and he's not going to do that. Like, we know that, right? We know that. We know that. Colin and I were having a discussion today, and he was, like, talking about people changing. I'm like, old people don't change. I, I am getting older, and there's things that I do to make my life more comfortable. For example, I'm willing to pay for something to make, make my life more comfortable. JetBlue's like, here, pay $10. You can go to the front of the line instead of staying at the back. I will calculate what that $10 will do to my life, and then I'll give the person $10 so I don't have to wait 10 extra minutes in line. That's not reasonable, but that's what I will do because it makes my life more comfortable. The, the older you get, the more success that you have, the more you want control, and the more you want everything around you to be comfortable. You don't like change. Trust me, okay? If I don't have my special pen, I start freaking out. And I don't know why. I can't explain it. I just need this pen. <laughs> like, it makes me feel comfortable, and I need it. I don't. I can't explain it. There's nothing logical about it. This is a writing pen that you're talking about? I like the way, yes. Okay? It's good. It doesn't leak. Right? See? If I get it on me, nice little wipe. Ta-da! Mostly gone. Okay? <laughs> I, I need this pen. I don't know how to explain it, but this is where Jerry is. Like, Jerry needs things the way that he has them. He wants to be able to do his press conference after the game. He wants to be in control of the organization. He wants to make calls during the draft. He wants those things. And that's not the formula for success right now. Like, you can talk to me about the Super Bowls that you had before. Cool. Awesome. Who won those Super Bowls? And, and like, what team was assembled when those Super Bowls were won when was the last time the Cowboys were seriously in the Super Bowl conversation? Now, I'm not saying they won't be better with Lincoln Riley. I'm not saying they won't be better with Matt Rule. I'm not saying they wouldn't be better with Urban Meyer. I'm not saying they wouldn't be better with any of these coaches. Of course, they're going to be better. But are they going to be Super Bowl contenders in the era of Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, and Amari Cooper? That's what we're talking about here. We're only talking about Super Bowls. Are you going to go from here to a Super Bowl contender for real, for real? Like Ravens, Chiefs. Patriots, Saints, are you in that conversation or are you in the conversation that you're in now? So I don't really know if anything's going to change. It sounds nice. I know everyone in Dallas is excited. Jason Garrett's moving on. Sounds good. And maybe it is. Maybe they just need a change of direction and a change at the top. But I, I just don't know what that person's going to come in and do that's any different than what Jason Garrett does because what's Jerry Jones going to do that's different? And Jerry's a great owner. He, he, they, players love him. He runs a first-class organization. Facilities are unbelievable. Everything's top-notch and first-class. Most profitable organization in all of sports, in the whole world, in our whole beautiful universe, okay? Number one. But you're not in the Super Bowl conversation, so I don't know. All right, so instead of winning or quit today, we're going to do the Maybe I'm Christmas Crazy wrap-up show, putting a bow on 2019. That's how we do. This is how we do. Um, so, Heller, you're going to give me the categories. Indeed. And I will pick the winner. Sounds like a plan. Let's, Let's do, it. do it. What's the first category? Um, the first category is Grinch of the Year. Ooh. The nominees for Grinch of the Year are Baker Mayfield, James Dolan, who, if you don't know, is the owner of the Knicks, uh, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban. I was holding the Grinch face for so long. You didn't look up once. <laughs> Let me see it again. Oh, not bad. That with the I hair do too. That one, but um, yeah, I, I do kind of look a little bit like Cindy Lou Who. Yeah. Today, um, that's what I was going for. All right. So Baker Mayfield, James Dolan, Bill Belichick, or Nick Saban. Bill Belichick and Nick Saban are two tremendous grumps. Every year. Winning grumps, but grumps nonetheless. Baker Mayfield obviously had major issues with everybody. 
But I'm going to have to go with James Dolan, who continues to <laughs> disappoint Knicks fans, who, even as a Heat fan, I love how Donnie picks these pictures. It's yeah. tremendous yeah. work. Yeah. Um, even a- as a Heat fan, who traditionally should hate the Knicks, right. I like when the Knicks are good because they play in New York, and they have a great fan base, and leagues are better when cornerstone franchises are playing well. And the Knicks have now scattered into obscurity, they fired my man, Fizdale. I don't appreciate it. They're still still the same. And uh, KD's right. Knicks are not cool anymore. And that sucks. Fizdale is what gave them hope and told us that they might be something. And meanwhile, JD and the straight shots are You know what's one of my biggest playing. fears, honestly? What's that? It's an irrational fear, but it is a fear of mine. That one day I'm going to walk into a place and he's his band's gonna be playing jd and the straight shot that's james dolan's band is that, uh, is that, a, that i'm i'm not i'm being dead ass right now that's a fear of mine is that a rational fear Cause no because it, it could happen i never want to be could... i don't want to accidentally be like in the place and then i turn around and i'm like like maybe accidentally they play a little oh, bit of a tune that i like and you're dancing and, and then you see and i see whatever that's a valid band, what is it jd and the straight shots yeah that's a valid fear and there they are on stage and then all of a sudden boom snapchat and i'm stuck Rep ruins. <laughs> Can't have it. All right. This is a legitimate fear of mine. I have anxiety even talking about it. That's legit. That's legit. Okay. Uh, next category. Let's let's spin it positive. Okay. The greatest gift of 2019. Oh. Yep. Uh, we got lots of gifts this year. Um, 80 to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. That was pretty exciting. Uh, Warriors. The Warriors dynasty being broken up. I can't believe I typed those words. Uh, <laughs> that was a gift to everyone else. Yes, it was. Not to me. Oh, the Hamptons five. Oh, my gosh. I miss you. Uh, Lamar Jackson was an incredible gift for our eyeballs. Yep. Seems like even more senses somehow because of how good he plays. The U.S. Women's National Team, who you know won a gold medal, but all are always a gift. World Cup. Uh, that too. World Cup, even better. Uh, Russell Wilson's new contract and the. Oh come on, Donnie! You got yourself. So rude. You got yourself so a deal, you. Seattle. Hey, Seattle. I mean, you got oh, yourself so, a deal. It's so wrong. Tee-hee. Donnie. Hey Seattle, hey, stop. we got yourself a deal. Stop. Make it stop again. <laughs> All oh, right. This was not. <laughs> this was, was. Is there anything else? Yeah. Also, Gronk to Fox. I'm which, not gonna look which, up until it which changes. was a great uh, deal for us and a gift to Fox. Yes. And to viewers everywhere. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Look at Gronky Claws. Love that fixes. Bro. That fix, fixes everything. Who do you got, Joy? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. All great. All great nominees, obviously AD to the Lakers. Um, thank God that finally happened because, man, those trade talks were annoying. Warriors Dynasty breaking up. Um, you know, I have some sympathy for for you guys, for UNT, because that was, was rough for the Bay Area. Appreciate you. Uh, rough year for the Bay Area. But I will say um, I don't I don't know if this is a gift for the NBA in, in altogether because now there's no villain and that's we, we need a villain. 2021, we're Lamar coming Jackson, back. Lamar Jackson, obviously incredible. Yeah, you guys will be right back. Lamar Jackson, obviously incredible. Um, can't say enough good things about him. Yeah, get that cookie. Um, U.S. Women's National Team, legendary, uh, transformed the way that I think a lot of people looked at women's sports. Uh, they, did it, they did it off the field this year too. Yes, they did. Sure. And Russell Wilson uh, obviously deserved the contract. I'm. I don't want to. I'm. <laughs> Seattle. Then, stop. We got a deal. Stop it. 
<laughs> Stop it. And then uh, Gronk to Fox. I've, I've known Gronk for uh, most of his adult life. So uh, I'm very happy to have him here at Fox. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to give it to the U.S. Women's National Team. Obviously, they were incredible this year. Uh, girl power all over the place. But more importantly, aside from the fact that they're just completely dominant, they, they started discussions mostly still with a lot of resistance because it, it's terrible. I'm going to say something dramatic. Trigger warning, women should probably be paid the same amount for the same work. I know it's very, very troubling for people. It's one of the craziest conversations I ever have on the internet. All the reasons why women shouldn't be paid for what they do. It's like, if you could put all the time and energy or just even the creativity that you put into hot takes about reasons for why they shouldn't be paid within reason, like not even like the same at like, they're not asking for Hamptons five money. They're, they're, they're not asking for, you know, Carson Wentz money or world cup winner money, money, like just the money that they deserve to be paid. Like literally this for the same thing that the guys do, you know, I don't want to get into it. Anyway, put all that creativity into reasons why that shouldn't happen. And just, solve world hunger or you know <laughs> like fix the global warming yep or the economy or like unemployment i don't know if you use all ter- that brain power that you're obsessed with why women shouldn't be paid fairly and do it for something that actually matters if you could turn salt water into regular water more efficient drinking water more efficiently that would be super helpful you know appreciate you There's lots of stuff you could do with that yep. time um anyway so u.s women's national team greatest gift of the year you ready for the naughty list mm there's only three people on it, oh. but they're they're bad, Joy. Okay. They're real bad. Uh, Miles Garrett, I don't know if you remember, he, yep, there it is. He smashed uh, Mason Rudolph over the head with his own helmet. He did do that. That'll, that'll get you on the naughty list. Mm-hmm. Um, Antonio Brown, wow. Um, kicked off of two teams, basically, for pretty much just talking crazy. <laughs> it's like a lot that went into Antonio Brown. <laughs> pretty much talking crazy and basically turning himself into a villain, which was pretty wild. Yeah. Um, and then the Patriots for Spygate 2.0, because I know that you don't care, but it's still pretty villainous. So, Joy, who uh, is the naughtiest of them all? I wish I did more things where I require the use of a pencil. I don't do any things that require... Oh, oh I got one. Golf. Yeah, no, golf. <laughs> but There's are, a pencil in golf. Those are barely pencils. Little pencil. Those are like yep. the golf pencils or church pencils. But if you go to a nice enough place, they got he erasers. Remember church pencils? Yes. Yeah. No eraser. That is for tithing. Right. God doesn't have an eraser, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, Antonio Brown is uh, on the naughty list, top of the naughty list for the year. Uh, I don't want to make jokes about, obviously, there's some serious stuff associated with him, but in general, it, this was a disaster, and it started off as, like, I was actually a big supporter of Antonio Brown because I didn't like how things were handled in Pittsburgh. And it seems like Pittsburgh might have done themselves and Antonio Brown a disservice. I don't know what happened in Pittsburgh, but it seems like there was just a complete and utter lack of control, responsibility, uh, consequences with the situation. And, and not winning a Super Bowl with Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, and Ben Roethlisberger is a failure that – well, that for me, I feel like always needs to be remembered. Like that was a squandering of talents. And Antonio Brown then spiraled and like Spiraling. went to the Raiders, and that was a disaster. <sighs> to the Raiders' credit, they recovered from that, and I don't know how. Still and, in the playoff hunt. And then the Patriots, and then obviously everything has gone downhill from there. But yeah, and who knows? Like his his name keeps popping up in this conversation. <laughs> the NFL is clearly going to wait until the season's over to make a ruling on the situation. And again, like I don't, I. 
vehemently disagree with the way that suspensions and punishments are handled in the NFL, but at this point, it is what it is. Uh, hopefully they fix that in the CBA. Uh, again, my suggestion stands a group of individuals, diverse, diverse, diverse Very important that they're diverse. Very important that they're diverse. From different walks of life, different places in the world, different occupations, respected in their said occupations, and they sit on a panel, you present the issue, call it a jury, and then they make a ruling, and then that's what the punishment is. Instead of one man who gets paid more than $40 million a year to run the whole thing? I mean, it's just a lot of responsibility. It's a lot. It's got it a lot on his plate. It doesn't really ever go smoothly. So anyway, that's that's uh, that's top of the naughty list. All right, what's next? <laughs> you, real quick, do you remember when, like, think about how nice of a story the feet uh, freezing thing is now by comparison to everything that. else that had happened. That's a cute I story. I forgot about that. That's an adorable story with B-roll compared to everything else the that's happened. The feet happens. thing and the helmet situation? Wow. I forgot about the he foot needs, thing. He needs better friends, I think it's safe to say. All right. Uh, n- up next is our favorite caroler, which is Christmas speak for best artist of the year. Donnie, could you have found crazy or eyes caroler people? I feel like they embody Christmas carolers. Okay. So I have one Christmas yep. carol story. Okay. All right. Have you ever had carolers come to your house? I've been a caroler before. It was an. I grew up in a nice neighborhood, okay. so this was per, pretty par for the course. Okay. Well, no, that makes sense. <laughs> Have you ever? Ha, yeah. No, me. Okay. So. Damn. <laughs> My bad, guys. I don't know how to experience. You're not this. missing much. I always saw it on TV, like, oh, that's a thing people do, or like you go to like a Christmas event and they have like a group of people, but it's kind of just a group of people singing. It's not really carolers. Like carolers are supposed to go place to place singing for you. So I don't know how to process or handle this. So when Jason's playing in. Washington, D.C. for the R words. He's staying in this ridiculous house, obviously. And it's in this fancy, fancy, fancy ass Washington neighborhood. And there's woods and stuff. It's green. So we're there for Christmas and someone rings the doorbell. I'm like, okay, I'll go go answer the door. You know, everyone's hanging out. The family's here, so I don't know what this is, but like, I got to answer the door, right? So I open the door and it's the neighbors with cookies, and they begin singing. You need to know this is coming. This can't be a surprise and I'm like, attack. Holy shit, they're caroling. I have no concept of how to experience this. So I'm just staring, and I'm like, I can't, I'm, I can't do awkward. Awkward is not my territory. Mm. Okay, I do not thrive in awkward. That's situations. what I'm on the show for. <laughs> you do have a really <laughs> good job at that. I can't handle awkward. I, I fast forward during awkward parts of movies, oh. television shows. Like it just makes me sweat, and I can't stand it. Good so I'm I, one thing that always makes me awkward, and I'm sure we've all experienced this, is somebody who feels like they can sing or perform who just starts singing uh. for you, and it's <laughs> yeah, it's you mortifying. Like oh, oh my god, it's so. <laughs> I, had a, I had a guy play a song for me on his guitar once. Oh no 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 no. I'm not here. This, let's just get this, let's get this on the record. I don't care how good you are at guitar. If I didn't ask you to start playing where I'm at, you need to not straight yes, up, yes. straight up and down. What you're not gonna do is play guitar yeah, right now. Your guitar, no matter Nobody how good it is, I don't sing. care if you're an expert. It still sounds like trash, and I don't want if it. Your name isn't Carlos Santana. Yeah, I don't want to hear you play. Played by Carlos Santana. Yes, or like Eric Clapton. All right, those two exceptions. Yep. Honestly. If Clapton started playing, I would be annoyed first, and then I'll probably get into it. I feel like you got to accept it, right? But anyway, that, still roll my that eyes. aside, um, that's the experience of Carolers, yeah, is it's... that you, you've not asked for this performance. 
I'm supposed to sit here and watch you perform and be happy about the fact that you've put me in this incredibly awkward situation. Right. So while the intention is nice, it's not. It's it's, it's so selfish. It's it low key. It's secretly <laughs> it's selfish. selfish. There's so many things that people care. do that aren't that are meant to be for other people, but are actually self-serving. And caroling is the perfect example of that. You eat your cookie. Good. Not selfish. Okay. Anyway, I haven't my caroler yet. Here's your, well, I gotta tell you. Oh the, yeah, that's all this. One last thing. My sister's a saint. <laughs> chewing. Joy is chewing. Tiffany. She's a saint. Shouts to Tiffany. And so I called her. She was like, oh, who is it? I was like, oh, totally come. Yeah. Like, there you go, the caroling. And I just oh, left her. Passed it off. Yeah. Well done. But she was like, she's so nice. She was like, oh, my God, it's so nice. Thank you for the cookies. Yep. Yeah, she handled it. Thanks. All right, so who's Thanks for who's handling that, Tiffany. Okay, uh, our favorite caroler list includes uh, Lizzo, Cardi B. Uh, I put Casey Musgrave on here just because Jeremy is usually yeah, shout to Jeremy. around. Uh, City Girls, JT's free now. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Uh, Meg the Stallion, big breakout year. And uh, old Mr. Old Town Road himself, Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. Who you got? All right, so this is very difficult because I love everyone on this list a lot. But um, oh, it's so hard. They're staring at me. Yeah. Um, I have to go with Lizzo. I, I'm obsessed with Lizzo. And she was everywhere. She was everywhere. She did an amazing job on Saturday Night Live. I didn't see it yet. And you, you should watch it. It's really funny. Um, and she's just having like uh, like everyone's had, everyone on this list obviously had an incredible year. So it's it's no shade to anyone else. But Lizzo to me is like transforming music in the most exciting way. And it's not just because she's a great performer, but she really has embodied like self love and positivity. And like if you don't like it, go f yourself. And I can really rock with that whole yep. energy heavy, which I do. And I love her tiny purse. So yep. I'm definitely a little bit threatened by it, which means she's doing a good thing. I yep, think, that's, I think that's exactly safe to how say. that works. That's how, <laughs> and that's how self-awareness works on my end. Uh, all right. What's all right. Next? Okay. Uh, well, speaking of being self-aware, let's just not pretend like not pretend like this is a Christmas category. We're just going best hooper of the year. Okay. Yeah. You know just, what I'm saying? Well, you know what? The NBA season kind of officially starts on Christmas, so. Right. It's a Christmas-themed... Hooper of the year. Christmas-themed Hooper of the year, yep. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, mm. two different teams, balling in both. Uh, James Harden, who I'm told is good, but I have yet to see it. Uh, LeBron James, uh, who's revitalized the Lakers with a little help from AD. Mm -hmm. um, and Luka Doncic, who, in addition to uh, being perhaps the new face of the NBA, also speaks really good Spanish. And put Blake Griffin in a really tough spot during their Mexico City game. It's a it's a great clip. We don't need to spend too much time on it, but he flawlessly speaks Spanish and then hands the microphone to Blake. <laughs> and Blake is the perfect man for the job, right, yeah. but embarrassed nonetheless. So um, so who you got? Jay? I love Luca. I am a huge fan of Luca Doncic, and he gets it most of mm -hmm. all. And I am a huge fan of anyone that gets it. More people that get it around me, please. Yep. Um, obviously, LeBron. Had is having a good. I feel like to, with these awards, you got to take the whole scope of the year. Right. So, so it's, it's earlier in the year, not such a good season, year. Yep. Now thriving. James Harden. You know he's got a beard. He does, and he scores lots of points. Yep. Um, I don't disrespect James Harden. James Harden probably the greatest offensive player in NBA history. Oh. But I'm gonna give it to Kawhi Leonard. He brought an entire country a NBA championship. He did it while not playing a lot of games. He then shifted the power and Thanos, the entire NBA, 
coming to the L.A. Clippers. That Paul George move was crazy. Crazy. Uh, he moves like a silent assassin. I rocks with that. Yep. I love Ka Kawhi Leonard. And most importantly, I called that <laughs> All right, what's next? And he got Skip back on his side, too. Yeah, he did. Yep. Skip is back. Number two. Um, all right, uh, sticking with sports, uh, the signal caller of the year, a.k.a. Santa Claus. I don't know if you guys caught that. Signal caller and Santa Claus have the same initials, mm -hmm. therefore Christmas. Yes, SC. Uh, thank you. Uh, Tom Brady, the GOAT. Lamar Jackson, baby GOAT. Uh, Drew Brees, the dude standing next to the GOAT, mm -hmm. closest to him. Let's say the GOAT's right-hand man. Uh, and Russell Wilson who mostly is known for, hey, Seattle, ah! we got ourselves a deal. Oh, I was actually, it was either going to be that or I thought you were going to play the video again. Yeah. Um, no, we didn't rehearse that. I just, anyway. Oh, uh, but, but Russ is playing at so an MVP rough. level, too, and with a lot of injuries. Yeah. Um, so he should definitely be in the mix. He who you got, Joy? He totally should. Um, Tom Brady not having a good second half of the year. Strong start to the year obviously, Super Bowl, yep. even though it was the most boring Super Bowl. It's of, been a snooze fest time. all of their games. Yes, snooze but fest. they're still really really good and probably going to have a first round bye. While we're talking about that, Lamar Jackson obviously incredible, can't say enough great things. Russell Wilson making it happen with uh, a lot of injuries, but I got to give it to Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. I love the Saints last year. Obviously, they had a rough break at the end of the season. I was kind of mad at them because they made a really big deal. Of, I, I get it was pass interference, but then they changed the rule, and it's been really obnoxious all season long. Got to say it. I hope they get rid of it. But Drew Brees, through it all, is the man. He's really that dude. Like, I love Drew Brees on a whole different level. Yes. Say something bad about Drew Brees. Anyone? He's not as tall as people would like a quarterback to be. It doesn't, but that doesn't, That's, I don't right. even know like, He's if, nullified that, if, that. Even, if that even matters anymore. If like height is even the conversation that you need to have anymore. So yeah, I love Drew Brees. Obviously first battle Hall of Famer having an incredible season and, and I'm happy for him. And I love the Saints. Like I think they're probably going to end up going to the Super Bowl. Record setting season. Yeah. Um, okay. Next category. The most underappreciated elf. Okay. I'm just going to not explain that. Um, uh, we were struggling to find category. Yeah. Well, I think you can imagine that there's a lot of elves in Santa's and, workshop. Yeah, we're trying to. And some of them everything. might not be as appreciated as the others, right. uh, including uh, Dak Prescott, who is still playing for hundreds of thousands of dollars, not millions. Yep. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, who waited a whole season after being screwed by the Rockets to get a chance, uh, and now he's balling, balling with that double zero on. And the Toronto Raptors, who weren't respected then won a championship, and then went right back to being disrespected. Oh, wait, real quick. Uh, the dude from Counting Crows is in this picture, and he looks nuts. I know that's not good. I know that's not good for our listening audience, but... I knew there was no <laughs> way you were going to let that slide the second that picture came up. Those are not his... That's not his hair. FYI. Are you sure? Yep. Why would you do that? Uh, it's a vibe. It's definitely a vibe. It is. Yeah, it's his look. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like I can weigh in on why. I'm just stating the facts. Okay. Who you got? Um. Well... I, obviously, I was a big advocate for Mello, and I picked the Raptors, but I get why the Raptors are so disrespected. It's not like they didn't earn that reputation because they did love to have great regular seasons and then get knocked in the playoffs. Yep, and ship their stars away. Yeah, and Carmelo, while I think his reputation is a bit unfair, there was kind of a point where it was like, is Mello in the gym at all? And I'm glad he's come back and he, was. he has every reason to be petty and, uh, you know, he, he, he was playing great up until he got a, a little bit. He totally plays enough defense. Yeah. It's totally enough. Just put Car 
Stop, stop trying to make players into things that they're not. I'm not going to get into it. Yep. But I'm um, happy for him. Dak Prescott, however, is the most underappreciated. And because of the way that the season is ending, he's probably not going to get a deal after all, which super sucks. They're going to franchise tag oh, him. Franchise? And this is going to become a Kirk Cousins situation. Oh. And I, I'm just going to let you all know now, it's going to be mad irritating for Come like a couple on. years. That's Jerry's going to Snyder him? Come I'm on now. I'm pretty positive ah. that's what's going to happen. So, yeah, it's Dak Prescott. Dang it. That is the definition of being underappreciated. All right. Uh, the sibling rivalry of the year. You know that you were fighting for presents on Christmas Day, and these people are fighting for other things. So there you go. Cool. Uh, Niners-Seahawks, that rivalry is back yes. big time. It was good a few years ago. Next week is going to be so good. Oh, man. Particularly, is Marshawn back? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to be a little he's conflicted, there. though. Like, he's in Seattle. That's my guy. As long as he passes the physical, I think he's going to oh, be there. Oh, that's my guy. Shout out to I Oakland love Tech. Beast mode. Hell Shout out yeah. to Beast Mode. Hell yeah. Uh, KD versus the Warriors. It's been pretty petty. Um, not great. Um, hey, y'all know y'all shady for not keeping him out that video. What you mean? It's low-key disrespectful. You, I mean, the, the, the Warriors got the team of the decade. You're not going to have KD in there. Did we cut, we cut that video? <laughs> The Warriors cut a video, team of the decade without KD. Yes. Yikes! I wouldn't have done that. But Where he, you been? Watching other teams play basketball <laughs> uh, <laughs> and football, I guess. The Niners. I've been living, living and dying yeah, by okay, the Niners. That's, that's how I've been hiding out from that. Uh, the battle for LA, a true sibling rivalry: Big Bro Lakers and Lil Bro Clip Joint. Um, the Watt brothers. TJ. Mm. He's better than JJ now. He is actually. Gosh. Those guys, and then also uh, keeping it brother brother. Great eyebrows. The Lopez's reunited. It's not a rivalry because they're reunited, and it feels reunited so good. Now there's so now there's good. two people to fight the mascots everywhere they go. So funny. Uh, they're hilarious. Yeah, they're great. Shouts to, to Stanford, the home of twin centers. Yeah. Them and the Collinses. Mm. Um, so who's your uh, sibling, sibling rivalry of the year? All great nominees. I, however, am going to go with KD and the Warriors because, again, big, big shifting moment for the entire league. Um, this changed everything, KD leaving the Warriors. And it felt kind of like he was going to leave the Warriors. And it was a sad ending for him there Brutal. with the Achilles. And it just, it just didn't end the way that it needed to end. And now the Warriors are completely irrelevant. They'll be back next year, so everyone just calm down. Like, Steph and Clay that, coming With back. that first overall, huh? Yeah, it's gonna, you're going to be annoying for the next, like, five <laughs> <Yeah>. years. So <laughs> enjoy it. But yep. the point is, Durant is now in New York with Brooklyn, and we haven't seen him play all year, obviously, because he's recovering from the Achilles, and people are freaking out about Kyrie, and what a mistake it was. But KD's not playing yet, so everyone calm down. I know I just said a lot in like 30 seconds, but basically KD and the Warriors is definitely the biggest thing. And then they did, they put together a video with like team of the decade without KD in it. It's like, that must have, that must have been after his, like, I didn't feel accepted or part of the team comments. Right. And they try, I mean, they, they flew out to whatever. Anyway, miss you KD. All right. Uh, did that sound believable? I mean, it should, you should. Okay. I mean, I do. I do, but I miss Stephen Claymore. All right, uh, the breakout star of the year, aka our Rudolph. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Because Rudolph was the star of the reindeer. He is the star of the reindeer. Uh, with his red nose shining All so of bright. The other reindeer. They used to laugh and call him names, I believe, actually. Like yeah, but they never let poor Rudolph playing any reindeer games. Exactly. Um, okay, breakout star. <laughs> Christmas Eve. <laughs> Go. Uh, Santa came to say that the breakout star of the year nominees are <laughs> Ja Morant, who 
almost killed a man the other night trying to dunk on him. Yeah, that was man amazing. was Kevin Love, but yeah, it's, oh, it's an amazing. Oh, it was Kevin Love. Um, his jerseys are fresh. I'm yeah, one of the those. Vancouver Grizzles. Let me yep. just take a picture so I remember. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm losing my memory, I think. Cause take I a picture of it. I do, I do this every day. Yep. I can't remember stuff, so I just take pictures, and yep. then I can go back and look at them. All you have to do is remember to look at the pictures, and then you're good. Yeah, I'm good. Um, you could get some probably some nice. Should I take something? What do you take for that? Uh, it's like a supplement <laughs> for losing your mind. Uh, uh, right. <laughs> I can't say what I take for that. John all right, um, John Morant. That, that's yeah. the difference, actually. Yeah. Now that we mentioned it, that might be my issue. Uh, uh, that's how you remember more things more vividly. Anyway, uh, John Morant, Luka Doncic, uh, Lamar Jackson. Ugh, what a rough transition oh, yeah. of jerseys. Oh, yeah, the Ma- those Mavs, Fresh Prince jerseys. Those those are, are, don't disrespect Fresh Prince by associating. That, that is like... That's like bad. I don't even want to say it. That it's looks like bad. if Will Smith actually tried to tag, what it would look like. I would it's imagine. It's awful. Or do you think Will Smith's good at tagging too? Because Will Smith's great at everything. Damn it, uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, the 49ers breakout star. 49ers, come on, baby. Uh, look at George Kittle. I, oh my goodness. I am a sucker for crazy ass white boys. And <laughs> <laughs> George Kittle hitting is the wrestling talk. So wild, <laughs> yeah. and he's got the wild ass sweaty hair. Yep. The ever sweat hair. And uh, got some sheen I mean, in it. He just clearly could obviously be in WWE, and he reminds me of like Gronk with long hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love it because mm-hmm. the league misses Gronk, and George Kittle kind of seamlessly. There was a role that needed to be right filled. That role. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. and I'm a big George Kittle fan, yep. and I love the uh, video he posted. Well, I don't know. I think I guess the 49ers did it, but you know he has a a Joker tattoo. On oh yeah. His forearm. Oh yeah. He's about that life. I recently learned that. Yeah. Yep. He's got great hair flips in his. He does uh, have hair flips. Yeah. That hair, you know what? I have a bad neck, so I can't do. Also, you know, the hair is just uh, <laughs> it's not flip, not for flipping. <laughs> but it looks like if you do that wrong, you you ever like pull your neck real quick? You oh, ever do yeah. something and pulls your neck and like you feel like ah, oh, so it's just horrifying, and you're like, oh my god, I'm never gonna be able to move again. That's what it looks like when he flips his hair. Every time I watch people dance, I think, wow, that's amazing dancing. I really like it. Is your neck okay? <laughs> There's a lot of hair flips in dancing. Anyway, I also put little Nas X on this breakout star list. Um, and he's struggling like I am for his inclusion in this. He did have a great year, but this is mostly a sports podcast. Anyway, yeah. who you got? Um, well, Nas X is so great. I'm going to go with Lamar Jackson. Obviously, Lamar Jackson was a nominee in several of these categories, and Lamar is wonderful. I read the other day. He's So I'm huge on remembering people's names because, as I just mentioned, I can't remember something that I just right. – what, what I uh, took a picture of John Moran. Yep. Um, so For why, he though? has – because I'm going to buy that jersey. Oh, so nice. So I've been working on it. Yeah. So he, it's, he's making it a point to – learn everyone's name first name at the facility facility oh so like if i couldn't have loved lamar jackson gosh that's a huge thing for me like sean mcveigh is a name a name user like when he sees you hello john hello donnie hi t hey joy that's remarkable remembering people's names is a very difficult thing to do don't front like you do it right and magic johnson does the same thing so it's a sign of excellence and lamar has been incredible this year I'm very excited for next year when we can stop talking about how everyone p- passed up on him and doubted him because I'm ready to just really enjoy Lamar Jackson. It's okay. As Colin said, the Ravens also passed on Lamar Jackson. Well, yeah. Did they, would they take a tight end with that? Correct. Mm. Yes. So, again, like, I get it. It's part of the narrative this year. We're the underdogs. Everyone doubted us. Not bad for a running back. I love it. It's great. Driving it. Cool. Lamar Jackson, MVP. None of this is sarcasm. Like, totally mm-hmm. deserve all of this. Yep. John Harbaugh, probably coach oh. of the year. Did an amazing job. Does but he have kids? He seems like a great dad, John Harbaugh. 
I don't know. We had a kind of a weird dad conversation. <laughs> I don't know where that's coming from. But anyway, Lamar so Jackson obviously having an incredible season, and he is a breakout star for sure of this year. Um, so Mahomes did that uh, yes. touchdown celebration where he counted how many picks. If they face off in the playoffs, Lamar comes through with just, he'll be Amazing. he'll be there counting. He'll do this one two you know when you this many. He should, yeah, he should do this one two <laughs> three two yeah. one two three. Yeah, that's, one, how, two, many. Three. that's how many. That's how many. Skip me, Lots. you suckers. Anyway, Joy, do you you smell something something burning somewhere? Who burnt the cookies? Is our next category? It's the biggest appointment of <laughs> disappointment of 2019. Um, okay, the nominees for the cookie burners are, which is really disappointing. What when you, when you burn the cookies? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like burnt stuff, so obviously chewy is the most desirable type of cookie. But it there's a if it's thin enough and the burnt is crispy, it's. I'll eat it still. It's still. So you you like crispy bacon? Yes. Yeah. Well, I like a mix. I like a piece that's got crispy and oh, okay. chewy on it. So you it. don't like like burnt bacon? Um, I like bacon, Joy. I so... like bacon too, but <laughs> I don't like like if it's super crispy, I don't want to eat it because it tastes like. Chocolate. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah okay. All right. Anyway. Okay. All right. Um. Cool. Who uh, burnt the cookies? Mm -hmm. Who burnt the cookies? Uh, Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Mm -hmm. I think this is a particularly good one just because he's got that commercial where the stadium is his home. So he definitely would have burnt the cookies in that thing. Right. Uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, poor Zion. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers, ah, what a glorious <laughs> disappointment they were, huh? <laughs> that so, is always great. So frustrating. Um, the New York Yankees, um, I don't have anything smart to say about that. The New York Giants. Uh, Daniel Jones taking a lot of hits. And the Dallas Cowboys, who are still... Potentially a playoff team, but no longer fully control their own destiny. Joy, who's the biggest disappointment of 2019? Well, it's hard to not say the Cowboys. Jason Garrett looks, has been looking stressed the past couple weeks, huh? Is he the most famous ginger in America? <laughs> you can only say that because that's you. Yeah, I know. Don't you guys be trying to say ginger? No, I don't. All right, exactly. Um, if you do, never mind. Although I have a lot of people. Oh, yeah, you got, you got family, so they probably give you pass. Ginger pass? No. Um... Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns obviously burnt the cookies. Gosh. Here's the thing. Um, I don't even know where to start or finish with the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> they burnt us, too, because yeah, we were so I mean, pro, pro what they so were doing. I was so pro Baker at the beginning of the season, and I picked them to make the wild card, which, look, the thing about it is, is I fell for it. Like, this is what the this is what Cleveland teams do. They convince you that they're better than they are. I'm sad because I don't get to enjoy the greatness of Odell Beckham Jr. I hope they trade him for the rest of our sakes. I don't know what they're going to do, but it's the Browns. And I don't think Baker is this bad. It just spiraled out of control this last game, too. Like, fans are booing. And, you know, he's waving them off. And it's just a disaster. Like, it's a disaster. And I just wish – I guess at this point I wish that someone from the Browns would just say that. Like, yeah, this is a disaster. What we're living in is a sports nightmare. And <laughs> we, we did not have a good season. Everything is falling apart. And just keep it real with us instead of continuing to feed like, I'm Odell, I'm staying here, and we're going to keep Odell, and we're going to keep Freddie Kitchens, and, you know, we just have some things we need to sort out. Like, no, bro, season's over. Fans have turned on you. In Cleveland, that's hard to do. Not, I, I don't like a lot about Cleveland's, okay? But I do have a lot of respect for Browns fans because they deal with a lot of shit. 
And if they want to boo, they certainly, out of all franchises, have the right to boo. Browns and Cincinnati, okay? To that point, the Browns are so bad that they're going to lose the state of Ohio to Joe Burrow and the Bengals next as, season. As they should. As they should. And I, and I have to watch Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, no. I, that, I think – is that I'd rather watch the Browns. Low-key, well, I'd rather my, watch the Browns. My one true hope is that the Dolphins have like 500 picks – Put a so package together. They could just just slide it over to the Bengals. Like, look, remember how really bad you were last year? You need so much more than Joe Burrow. So what yeah. if you <laughs> yeah. took, like, one of the other quarterbacks in the draft, let us have Burrow, and you can have, like, two other picks. Yep. Then you'd be better overall as a team. So hopefully they fall for that. But anyway, the point is, I, I just I'm at the point now where I need somebody to keep it real with me. Like, I need I need some real, like, straight up face-to-face real shit. Keep it real. And I feel like we're just not going to get that. And even at the end of the season, there's just going to be this front that, like, this was not anyone's fault. Like, it's somebody's fault. And it doesn't matter who they bring in because it's Cleveland and they're going to continue in this mess of mediocrity until they actually give the organization over to a proven head coach who can run it and they keep him for more than a year, which I don't see happening because why would I believe that? How many times do you have to do this to us? Actually, I mean, we just we really just kind of not weren't paying attention. Now we have to pay attention right. because you have Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, and Baker Mayfield. I would say Miles Garrett, but who knows when he'll be back. Yeah, so. it's contagious. I feel like contagious, bro. Contagious. All right, Donnie. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Who are the Scrooges of the week? The first Scrooge, Baker Mayfield. Oh, Baker, man, this dude. So uh, everything's falling apart in Cleveland. And it's not really that much of a surprise. It's more of just a disappointment um, as we went over in the yearly review. But I think the bigger issue here overall is I don't really know what's going to happen with Baker. Like, we know Freddie Kitchens is probably going to get fired. And even though it's not really fair to Freddie Kitchens because I, I think a coach needs three years to be fully evaluated – no matter what they are, what qualifications they have, he's not going to get that. And that means that Baker's going to be on his fourth head coach in three years. Got mm. that right? Not great with numbers, but that's not very good. And if you talk to any player, I mean, I don't even think you need to talk to a player. Like, just associate it with your life, right? If you had to come into work every single year, and for the most part, our jobs are mostly the same, but imagine you came in to do your job, and not only do you have a new boss, Everything you do at work has completely changed. So you have to completely learn how to do your job the way that they want you to do it every single year. But you're supposed to excel and take a, take a level up and elevate the people around you while that's happening. And sometimes it's going to happen halfway through the year. <laughs> so I just don't know, like, is Baker even going to have the capacity to be better if they bring in someone new? Yeah, he's been set up to fail, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, and, and look, like Colin said it best probably when he said he, he's not talented enough to overcome the dysfunction in Cleveland. I don't know who is. Like, it's just, it's, it's bad. But he, he shouldn't have snapped at the fans like that. It wasn't a good look. They, <laughs> they've been through a lot, and they've been through a lot this season. Yeah, so they, they yeah. deserve to boo all they want. Like, New England fans booing, uh, I mean, get your lives together, all right? He's ungrateful. But Browns fans are allowed to boo. They're, they have the freedom to do that. All right, who's next? The L.A. Lakers. Oh, Scrooges. It's the end of the world. They've lost three games in a row. Oh, should I live? The privilege. The, LeBron <laughs> is a groin injury. I, I don't love the groin injury, to be honest with you, but it, it, look, LeBron James not being out there, guess what? Your team's worse. 
Hot take. All right. I don't, I don't know why everyone's surprised by that news. However, while the Lakers are busy popping off about Kawhi sitting, you may consider playing well while LeBron isn't out there, you know, leveling up. You do have Anthony Davis, so you're not going to get a lot of building excuses there. And while you're worried about Kawhi taking his time and making sure that he's all the way healthy for the whole year, maybe, just maybe load management isn't the craziest thing that's ever been uh, conceived. You know, LeBron, you can just think back to a few years ago when he used to do that. And, you know, chill out a little bit. I want LeBron healthy for the playoffs. I don't care about the uh, Christmas game. It would have been fun if he was healthy. Cool. There's a great lineup of Christmas games for the NBA. It's, it's going to be okay if LeBron's not available for Clippers, Lakers. Everyone's freaking out. I don't love it, but also this is kind of the time of year where LeBron kind of levels out, yeah. starts big, or starts dysfunctional, levels out, and then picks it all up again after the All-Star break. So We've everyone just calm down. It's just, just I know it's, it's L.A. we got to be dramatic, but just, you know, just calm down. What's next? The injury gods. Speaking of injuries. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So many people getting injured right now. Calm down. Like, uh, some of the injuries are for teams that don't necessarily matter. Like, Kyler yeah. Murray's a little banked up. Mason Rudolph. Uh, Derek Henry. Quentin Nelson. Dwayne Haskins. Um, but, man, like, all the Seahawks running backs are injured, which is not good. I mean, obviously, we love the idea that Marshall Lynch will be back, but that's still rough. Right. And... Their left tackle might be out for the rest of the season. Uh, Mark Ingram has a, a calf strain, I believe. Like, it's crazy. Chill out, injury gods. It's Christmas time. I feel like Billy on the street. It's Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> All right, time for the culture report. T, what's the T on Christmas? So, the Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker debuted on Friday, December 20th. And even though it grows 176 million, which is a lot, it um, ranked the lowest opening in the most recent Star Wars films. Joy, why do you think this is? I don't know. I feel like there wasn't as much hype for this Star Wars. And I'm going to say it. People are going to get a little angry at me, but I got to keep it real because that's what I do. I think it might be Baby Yoda's fault. Mm. I think it might have something to do with Baby Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda stole that heat because I really, you know, if you're not a huge, massive Star Wars fan, you might have gotten, you know, mixed up with Baby Yoda because obviously Baby Yoda is in Mandalorian. I'm going to see how many times I can say Baby Yoda in this segment. Um, so I didn't really feel like there was a, as much hype for this movie as there normally is for Star Wars movies. Like, usually when there's a Star Wars movie coming out, there ain't nothing else going on in all of entertainment except for the new Star Wars that's coming out. Yeah. And, like, I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm not a Trekkie. I'm, I'm a Star Wars fan. And, obviously, I'm not crazy about it. Obviously, I would have seen it this weekend. I'm going to see it this week when I'm, you know, have some downtime with my family to go to the movies. And I'm sure I'll love it. But I don't get crazy about the storyline or, like, lose my mind. I love Jar Jar Banks. I'm that kind of person. I feel like Jar Jar Banks got to, you know. Jar Jar Banks did not get treated well. And I, I don't appreciate that. I thought it was a good character. I loved yeah. Jar Jar when I was little. He yeah. came out at the right time. I was like 10, maybe. He was made for 10-year-olds. Yeah, I liked yeah. Jar Jar Binks. I thought he was funny. He was like kind of goofy. Um, but Star Wars fans freaked out about Jar Jar Binks. You know how like nerds get super territorial <laughs> over their stories. And I'm a nerd, but I, I, you know, I got stuff to do, too. So I can't be stressing out about Star Wars. Anyway, I think Baby Yoda stole some of the, some of the hype for this movie. Um, I am obsessed with Adam Driver. Obsessed. And I love uh, I love her too. 
so yeah. but honestly no she is a great character though i heard her this is like this is the level of star wars fan i am i can't remember her name right now um but ray right it's ray ray yeah. um I took my niece to see the last Star Wars and she loved it because it the main character was a badass and was a girl and that's important to me. So I I love Ray and um I'm looking forward to seeing it, but I think Baby Yoda jacked some of that money off of them. Yeah. I just think I'm just here for the girl power, but other than that, yeah, I think I may have to miss out on this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm going to see it for sure. And I you know, I heard there's like some controversial um, you know, by controversial like inclusion. Um you know how that goes. So uh, I'm sure it's beautiful. Can't wait to see it. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. Nice. All right. So next, um, Eddie Murphy hosted a Saturday Night Live for the first time in 35 years. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so as you can see, his opening skit, he had uh, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock, Tracy Morgan. Like This is just oh, beautiful. Oh, where's Keenan? Yeah, we We're going to post a picture without Keenan. We're going to be those people. Keenan. He's he's been like the longest, yeah. He's been like the longest running like person. I apologize, Keenan. Yeah. Respect to Keenan. He should be in this picture. Absolutely. Um I I watched it last night while I was making cookies. And <laughs> it was delightful. I am a huge Eddie Murphy fan. I'm very excited for the comeback of Eddie Murphy. Same. Um Dolomite is my name was excellent did you see it yes it's so good it's <laughs> hilarious it's so good and yeah i mean this is just excellence up there plus keenan plus keenan yeah um and it was it was a great episode and i love when i get i, I can't watch saturday night live all the time because i'd be forgetting you know it's on saturdays and <laughs> but like i haven't so i haven't watched a whole Saturday. i mean i've seen segments obviously but i haven't watched a whole saturday night live episode in, in a little while and it was it's it was a great reminder of just how great that show is. And like Larry David was on it, and it's uh, like Maya Rudolph came back to play uh, Kamala. It was it was awesome. It was a it was a great show, start to finish. I loved it. Black Jeopardy, which you're not gonna do it, <laughs> was so that good, was so good, so good. Uh, <laughs> how to be an Instagram ho? Uh, it was great, and I'm glad Eddie Murphy is back. I'm really looking forward to coming uh, to America too. Anyway, I was very excited for it, and it was great. It was a great watch. Yeah, very definitely. funny. I love that. My favorite was the reprise of Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. That was hilarious. Yeah, it was very good. <laughs> it was so good. I loved it. Love it. Love it. Okay, so next. Uh, Jennifer Hudson will play the iconic Aretha Franklin in a biopic movie, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. The tease came out on Friday. Now, Joy, Jennifer Hudson is probably the only person I trust to play Aretha Franklin. Do you agree? Uh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. First of all, Jennifer Hudson is one of the most talented individuals we've ever had walk the earth. Yes. She's unbelievable. Obviously, an Academy Award winner for Dreamgirls and has one of the most powerful voices of all time, so she's perfect to play Aretha, who probably is the most powerful voice of all time when it comes to, you know, just being an individual singer on stage with a microphone. Yes. Uh, she's the queen, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure it's gonna be great. Uh, it's, you know, it, and it's 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 kind of sad low-key, obviously, because is. Aretha is so legendary, we don't have her anymore, but I'm, it's gonna be a great movie, and Jennifer Hudson is an incredible actress on it top is. of being uh, unbelievable voice so yeah one thing i great. really appreciate about this is that there were no spoilers like i need more yeah. trailers to be just like this because it's i mean it, it, get, it makes me excited but it doesn't give me anything but i think movies like this can do that like not every yeah. movie can do that because then you're like yeah. i don't know what this is i'm not gonna see it but like you know what an aretha movie is gonna be so it's almost better that they just yeah like, i don't want to see anything this is else. how legendary it is 
you're going to see it. Yeah. Just so you know, you're going to see it. <laughs> All right. It is Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Festivus. What is Festivus? Is that a Seinfeld thing? Yep. That's why I don't know what it is. Because... Do you watch Seinfeld? Donnie? Okay, so... No, this isn't... Yeah, this is... We're not an anti-Seinfeld room. I'm not an anti-Seinfeld. I'm a huge, huge Curb Your Enthusiasm person. Individual. Okay. Big fan. Yep. Yeah, it is a family. That checks the box. It's basically like first cousin. Except for... Like, if your first cousin was way hotter and actually funny. <laughs> That's what Curb Your Enthusiasm is. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm going to list, uh, because it's Christmas, the top five Christmas bangers. As we know, all my lists are perfect. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go five to one. All right, so I'm going to build up to what we all know is the greatest Christmas song of all time. So I'm going to start with number five, which is Joy to the World, Nat King Cole. Nat King Cole is the king of Christmas. I don't want to hear anything about Bing Crosby. All right? That's very cute. <laughs> Nat King Cole is the king of Christmas. Don't at me. All right. I don't, I don't care about any of those silly Wikipedia lists. All right. Numbers, numbers, schmumbers. Nat King Cole's the king of Christmas. And Joy of the World is my number five song. Now I know you're going to be like, oh, Joy, you're such a narcissist. Yes. But my entire life I've been teased about my name until I became like 20. And then people were like, oh, if we tease her about her name, she's not going to talk to us. So then they stopped teasing me about my name. And then my name became cute. That's how that works. I'm on to you guys. But anyway, the point is, when I was little, I always got teased about my name because it was different. Nobody had my name, and I hated that, except for at Christmas. Then I ran that <laughs> I had joy on everything. Anything I had with my name on it was at Christmas. But then I was, obviously I had to suffer. I mean, there's a million songs with joy in it, and people think it's really funny to sing them to me. Enjoy the world. It's like, yeah, I mean, you know what it is. Like, when, you, when your name is different as a kid, you're just, you just got to go through it. Like, this is how it goes. So, you know, someone meet me, like, oh, like, hi, joy, joy to the world. Like, oh, my God. It's like the Schwartz. I've never heard that joke before, ever in my life. So, anyway, joy to the world, not King Cole, because he's the greatest. Number four, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, in sync, which is a, mm-hmm. which is a incredibly underrated Christmas album. You've heard it before. You've heard it before, but you maybe haven't heard it recently. Look that shit up. You're welcome. Uh, number three, the Christmas song, Nat King Cole. Chestnuts roasting on, on an open, open fire. fire. Yeah. I mean, it just makes you feel romantic and just like you want to be home in front of a fireplace, even if you grew up somewhere warm where there are no fireplaces. And it just makes you feel like Christmassy and special and think of lights and like want to go, you know, see Santa and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's a very romantic Christmas song. And I mean romantic in like the great big terms. Number two, undisputed Christmas song of all time, This Christmas, Donny Hathaway. Banger. This Christmas. Um, this is a, a drunk auntie song. Got you. I can see that. Which now. is me at every family event. Um, so yeah, this Christmas, Donny Hathaway. It's that's the song that's playing like towards the end of the night when everyone's just like a little bit lit, and it kind of just yeah. gets the party started again. Yep. Great song. Number one, obviously, uh, goes without saying. All I want for Christmas is you, Mariah Carey. Mm. Number one, Billboard 100 for the first time, which is crazy. I think she's on her third music video for it now at this point. I think we made the music video this year, which why not? Make it every year. It's the greatest Christmas song that's ever been recorded. If you don't like this song, I I don't know. I don't want to be too dramatic, but like talk to someone. It's it's the greatest. It's it, it's up there with the greatest songs of all time. And it, it's just the undisputed greatest Christmas song ever. Like and it, you've heard it 
10 billion times in your lifetime and it's still a banger every single time. I like to mix it in so I don't get, I don't even start thinking about getting sick of it, but it is the number one Christmas song of all time. And it always makes me think of um, that movie with uh, Hugh, what's his name? Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant, yeah. Love, is it Love Actually? Love Actually. Love probably, Actually. Yeah. Love Actually and the little boy, he's in love with the little girl. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good movie. I don't know why I can't remember that. Have you seen this movie? No. What? I'm anti-rom-com. Heller. What? How? What do you mean? It's very easy. What? It's not easy. There's so many delicious rom-coms. Um, I don't have the palate for that <laughs> level of, uh, let's say bullshit. No, it's let's not. Let's say lies and bullshit. Rom-coms yeah, no. are great. Um, all right. Well, then you've never seen a J-Lo movie, basically. Other than like Selena uh, and Out of Sight with uh, Clooney, I think. I saw um, that you one. saw Anaconda? Of course. That is an excellent movie. Shouts to Ice Cube and uh, John Voight. Enough. Yep. Also good. Was it out of what am I thinking of? Is it Out of Sight or what's the one with her and Clooney? There's a there's a bathtub scene and stuff. Anyway, uh, back to your list, Joy. Um, uh, so do you have any? Do you have anything yes, you want to do? Yes. Well, it was a great list. Thank you. I feel like a couple things might have been omitted. You did uh, convince me on that in sync song, mm -hmm. but up until that point, I was sort of thinking that Wham should get that spot. Um, they've got that great song. What is it? Last Christmas. That's a major hit. And then also you left off Christmas in Hollis. Yeah. Which is my favorite Christmas song. That is your favorite Christmas song. You've asked for it several times. Would you like to play it? Cause you yeah, I'll take a little bit. Yeah. Oh, you want me to play it? Starts with Jingle Bells. Mm. You know what, though? The internet ruined this because this is the background song for every Elf Me video ever. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. But the, but what about the ill reindeer, though? It is. No, it, listen, it's strong. It's strong. But that's what it is. I couldn't I couldn't place it for a second. I was like, why? Why does this feel so? Yep. yep. Oh, elf yourself. That's what it is. Damn it. I was this close to elfing myself this year, too. I chose not to. Should I still do it? Why not? Elf yourself is fun. What is your uh, any suggestions for the list, Donnie? Um, uh, there is this Ashanti Christmas album that is so bad that is good. It's it's not it's not good, but it's it is bad good. It's bad good. She lazily sings the Christmas songs in a way that is like so enjoyable. Please look it up. Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. Although I have I am a big fan of Ashanti lately. Yeah, yeah Ashanti Ashanti is. Have you seen Ashanti lately? You'll appreciate it. Give it an Instagram look when you get a second, Heller. Uh, any, any any substitutions? Um, I like this B2K song, the one, why'd you? <laughs> <laughs> I love B2K. I love B2K, but they have a couple. They have Jingle Bells, and they have this Why'd You Leave Me on Christmas. That is so good. Okay. That's so bad. Why, B2K, Why'd You Leave Me on Christmas, Ashanti. Christmas album and Christmas in Hollis. Okay. And Wham too. Wham last and Christmas. Wham. I'm and claiming Wham. that. Of course. Of I'm course. I'm claiming that. It's a great song. I'm not embarrassed. I'm claiming it. All right. Thanks for joining us for our Christmas episode. Uh, you can catch us on YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartMedia app, Apple Podcasts, and it is our Fantasy Football League, the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast, Fantasy Football League Championship this week. Who is in the championship, Heller, and what's happening? Okay. Fantasy Super Bowl is going on right now.
and it's still undecided between Martin, whose team is Les Rouge Grudens, and Mike, whose team is the squad. Squad up. Um, it's uh, 93.8 to 87.7 mm. going into Monday Night Football. Who's left? Uh, Le Rouge Gruden is leading. They've got Aaron Rodgers. Mm. Uh, squad is trailing, but they've got Aaron Jones. So Ooh. it could, if it's a ground-heavy game or something happens to Rodgers, God forbid, this this th- this thing could still come down. So it's coming down on the line. All right, yep. well, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll announce the winner of the championship next week. Um, hope you all have an amazing Christmas, a great holiday. Drive safe or just Uber. Um, enjoy your family. Tell your crazy uncle or a family member uh, if they're saying something ridiculous. This, it's on you. It's, it's in your hands to change the world. <laughs> okay. Uh, we have this conversation every year. Fight with your family uh, when it comes to that. But I want to thank everyone for listening to the podcast this year and supporting. Thank you, Heller. Um, you're so gracious with me picking on you all the time, and I appreciate that. No problem. <laughs> um, seriously, though, Heller does an amazing job uh, and you know makes the podcast happen every week, so I super appreciate it. Thanks, and Merry Christmas to your family as well. And Same Donnie, story. who uh, obviously edits the podcast and is a huge part of what we do every single day. Merry Christmas to you. Enjoy Detroit. Yeah, I haven't been to Detroit <laughs> for Christmas in like mm, 20 years, probably. Yeah, it's going to be cold, for sure. And Merry Christmas to our newest member of the podcast, T, hey. who's been a wonderful addition. We super appreciate. Merry Christmas to you. Hope you have a great day. And everyone who joins us every single week, enjoy your family, have fun, and we will catch you next week. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Ooh.